Salutations, my friends. Welcome to the Cornerstone Podcast produced by Global Grace Ministries. I am Francis Weso, the host of the podcast. God put it on my heart this week to speak about a complex subject. This week we will be discussing what I have called our salvation and the world at war. As you know, Israel is at war with Hamas in the Middle East. And even though it has taken a second place in the world's eyes, Ukraine is still at war with Russia. In the United States, there are horrible shootings every day, and it seems that no matter where we live, the only thing we hear in the news is updates on how much suffering there is in the world. With all that is going on, people are scared, but my family, none of this takes God by surprise. Go with me please to Matthew 24, and we will read verses 6 through 13, which say, You will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of birth pains. Then you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death, and you will be hated by all nations because of me. At that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other, and false prophets will appear and deceive the many. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold, but the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. My friends, when we read these verses, it is easy to conclude that everything that Jesus predicted in this chapter of Matthew has already come to pass. Men are at war right now, and there are always rumors of wars. There are many areas in the world in which people are starving due to climate change, and no year goes by without the world experiencing horrendous earthquakes in different countries. Now, if we talk about Christians being hated because of their faith, in California where I live, you can actually offend people by just telling them God bless you. And do not get me started talking about people turning away from their faith. Every year, we hear how famous Christian leaders fall prey to sin. But recently, even some of the people I knew have denied Jesus and turned to wrong doctrines. Not too long ago, some ministers I knew who used to preach sound doctrine left their denomination for one who preaches that the Bible is now irrelevant. If you have told me that the people who I minister with will ever preach what they are preaching now, I would have thought you were crazy. But sadly, that is now my reality. In this last century, we have seen so many false prophets rise up that even we have TV series about them. As if that was not sad enough, what I think is the worst prophecy that has now been fulfilled is that the love of many has grown cold, not only for one another, but also for God. I am sure we all know people who no longer have a relationship with Christ for different reasons. One reason that seems to always come up is that some people end their relationship with God because he did not answer their prayer. They did not get what they wanted, as if God is always obligated to do whatever we ask. People of God, some of us treat God as if he was our servant, and we forget that he is the creator of the universe and worthy of all our praise. God answers our prayers because he is faithful to his word and because he loves us, but he is not obligated to do our will. The love of many has also grown cold 
due to ambition or what the Bible calls the love of this world. It is hard to see how a country like the United States, which was considered a Christian nation, now turns more secular as time goes by. With all that in mind, it is effortless to conclude that what Jesus predicted in Matthew 24 is not coming to pass, but it has already been fulfilled. I am not saying all this to make you fearful or to stress you out. I am simply reminding you about all this because I want you to notice that in these verses, we cannot control any of the events that Jesus prophesied. No matter what we do, how much we pray, preach, fast, or testify, what Jesus said will happen has happened. We have no control over it. We have no say in it. But what we have control over it and what it is up to us is if we will be saved. Jesus said that if we stand firm to the end, we will be saved. My friends, there is a whole preaching in this phrase. First, we must consider that who says this is not Matthew the Apostle, but Jesus our Savior. Jesus tells us that only those who stand firm until the end will be saved. Now, many people here may think that Jesus was talking about being saved from all the tragedies he listed, but I do not think that is the case. Of course, God can protect us from danger. But Jesus here is not discussing protection from wars. As you know, many Christians have died in wars. He was not talking about being saved from earthquakes, for we all experience earthquakes. Since Jesus in Matthew 24 was talking about what will come before the end of times, I believe he was talking about salvation from eternal damnation. In my opinion, this verse destroys the belief that many have that once they pray the prayer of salvation, they are saved no matter what they do for the rest of their lives. Many teach that once saved, you are always saved, but that is not exactly what the Bible says. The Bible tells me that by me repenting of my sins and accepting Jesus as my Lord and Savior, I enter into a relationship with Christ. Our salvation, my family, is not something we can lose or find. Our salvation is a person. His name is Jesus. That means that as long as I have a relationship with Jesus, I am saved. Which means also that if that relationship ends, my salvation also ends. It also means that just repeating a prayer doesn't guarantee me I am saved. In Matthew 24, Jesus tells us that only those who stand firm until the end will be saved. Let me help you break this up so we can understand it better. When the Bible talks about our stand, it is not talking about being on our feet. It is talking about an attitude of the heart. It is talking about on which side of the fence we will make our home. Do you know what I'm talking about? To stand firm here means to decide where we are going to draw a line we will not cross. It means that come hell or high water, we will not change our minds about our relationship with Christ, no matter what comes against us. Now, how do we do that? How do we stand firm? We do it by not making the mistakes the generations Jesus described as living in the last days made. We do it first by not turning away from our faith. People of God, the saddest thing going on right now in the church is that many have turned away from their faith. Some of you might ask, how is that possible? Well, if we are honest, we must admit that many people who attend church do not even know what they believe, for churches nowadays refuse to teach doctrine. 
Many preachers love to preach encouraging messages and abstain from preaching any sound doctrine, for they do not want to upset their congregation. True biblical doctrine is now seen as too controversial, and therefore it is not discussed from pulpits. People of God, there is nothing wrong with encouraging people, but if we do not teach sound doctrine, we are not giving our congregations a way to establish a biblical foundation for their lives. My family, we need to know what we believe regarding sin and holiness, not according to what people say sin is, but according to what the Bible says it is. Our families need to have a clear picture of what we believe regarding heaven and hell, about why we read the Bible or why we pray. Children need to know who God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit are, and they need to know why they go to church, why we give, and why we worship God. Our faith has nothing to do with our culture, family traditions, or with what is popular. Our faith is based on the Word of God. Unless our kids know what they believe and why they believe it, the world very quickly will turn them away from their faith. Jesus also speaks about betrayal and hate for others. It is impossible, my family, for people not to betray us. If Jesus, who was perfect, was betrayed, there is not much hope for us not to be. But we do not have to hate those who betray us. But God's grace is sufficient for us to forgive offenses. If we do not forgive our offenders, we will not be able to stand firm until the end. Lack of forgiveness produces bitterness, and bitterness is the best teacher of hatred we can have. The world might hate us for our faith, but we have no choice. We must love our neighbors. I clearly understand that sometimes this is easier said than done, but if we want to be saved, if we want to stand firm for Christ, we cannot afford to give room to offense or hate in our hearts. We will also stand firm by not being deceived by false prophets. Throughout my Christian walk, I have seen many people who have been led towards wrong doctrines because they believe blindly in their leaders. With this, I am not telling you not to believe in your leaders, but what we cannot do is blindly follow people just because they sound or look honest. Even the most honest people can lead us into wrong doctrines that they believe with all their hearts. 1 Thessalonians 5.21 tells us we must examine everything and only retain what is good. It is our responsibility to examine everything we hear in the light of the Bible. Something I always tell people is that the Bible tells us that in the word of two or three witnesses, everything will be established. What this statement means is that whatever I preach should be backed up by more than just one verse in the Bible. It is also wise to always examine the fruit of what we are being taught and of the person who is teaching us. Anyone can act like a saint for 30 minutes on the pulpit, but we need to know the fruit of the life of whoever is teaching us. By the way, someone's fruit is not the miracles they perform or how well they talk. The fruit that I'm talking about is the fruit of the Spirit in the people's lives. I am not saying everyone who teaches the Bible will be perfect, since the only perfect one is God. But if who is teaching you the Bible does not live what he or she preaches, I will run from them as far as I can. The last thing I believe we need to do to stand firm is to ensure our love for God does not grow cold. Believe it or not, it is possible to be in church and not love God. 
Why do I say this? I say it because Jesus told us that if we love him, we will keep his commandments. And I know that it is possible for people to be at church and not keep God's commandments. I believe with all my heart that the only motivation a Christian needs to live in holiness is to love God. If we love our Lord, we will follow him. It is very easy to say we love God, but how can we love someone without knowing him? It is easy to say I love God, but my family, unless we spend time with him and in his word, we do not know him. And if we do not know him, we don't love him. My friends, even to love God, we need him. For to know God is to love him, and only by abiding in Christ, the true vine, are we able to know God. The only way our love for God will not grow cold is by standing close to him, to Christ. As I told you before, our salvation is Christ. With this, please know that I do not mean to judge or criticize anyone. Only God can judge people. But the state of the world today should motivate us to examine ourselves. Are we standing firm? Recently, many people have asked me if I think that the current war in the Middle East is a sign of Jesus' second coming. I tell them that if it is, we should be hopeful and joyful for our Redeemer is soon coming for us. To tell you the truth, I am not sure of what is going on, but what I'm sure of is that I want to be saved, and therefore I need to stand firm. I am sure that no matter what is going on, I need to pray for the peace of Jerusalem, for the Bible asks us to do so. I am also sure that praying for the peace of Jerusalem does not mean that I cannot pray for God's mercy and protection over the innocent victims of war, and I am also sure that I need to preach the gospel while I can. The rest, my family, is up to God. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. For testimonies, questions, or comments about our podcast, please email us at info at globalgraceministries.com. God bless you.